Lydia Abrams, also known as Dia, woke up one morning and decided to make it a good day. She happily went into her kitchen, she cooked up some cinnamon rolls, and she joyfully brought them over to her neighbor on the morning of June 6th in 2020. This neighbor recently having some medical issues, so Lydia decided to brighten up her day and bring her some cinnamon rolls, and five and a half hours later, Lydia ended up going missing from our 117-acre ranch in the San Jacinto Mountains, never to be seen again. just shows that she was always doing these kinds of things and always really caring and considerate and her neighbor wasn't feeling well and my understanding is that her neighbor said that what she really felt like eating uh, were were cinnamon rolls and that she had had uh, cancer or was undergoing chemotherapy and so my mother baked her cinnamon rolls that morning and it's one of the things about my mother that a lot of people don't realize is that she was always generous and always doing these kinds of things, but, you know, she didn't make a show of it. In 1984, Lydia would eventually marry Clem Adams, who was the owner of a 116-acre ranch property known as Bonita Vista Ranch in California. With him, she would eventually have two children and would enjoy her life on the ranch, traveling and enjoying hiking and exploring the national parks around the area. Her children described her as sweet, caring, a kind person who adored animals, and always having a lot of heart to give. In 2015, Klim would reinstate a trust that he had previously created in 1991. And in 2018, Klim eventually died after a very long-term illness. As part of Klim's final wishes, Dia inherited the family ranch. During this same time, Lydia was in the midst of a court battle with her adult children over Clem's estate, who were nominated as co-trustees and executors of the estate. Before Lydia's disappearance, she was trying to invalidate the 1984 prenuptial agreement that the couple had signed. When Lydia signed the prenuptial agreement, she was four months pregnant and in the process of planning her wedding. Clem wanted her to sign the prenup, and Dia felt obligated to do so. Per the agreement, Dia's income during the marriage would re remain her property, while Clem's income during their marriage would remain his separate property. Clem encouraged Dia not to work, and he had complete financial control over her. Lydia did not accrue any significant income or property of her own, but Clem was incredibly wealthy. Following Clem's death, Dia inherited some of the property along with a marital trust. In addition to trying to invalidate the prenup, Lydia was seeking $6.7 million from her late husband's estate to fund the marital trust. However, her two children filed in opposition to their mother's request. During all of this, Lydia would meet Keith Harper. This happened in 2016, and not long after, he would move in with her. By 2019, the two were engaged.
Dark Crossroads Podcast is brought to you by Problem Wildlife. Problem Wildlife serves Western Massachusetts and has been humanely protecting your house and family from unwanted pests for over 20 years. Take back your space with an animal control service that you can trust. They are family-owned, fully licensed, and are knowledgeable and dependable. To find out more about their services, simply visit their website at www.problemwildliferemoval.com. Again, that's www.problemwildliferemoval.com. And the website will also be included in our show notes. On May 22, 2020, Lydia signs over a series of property transfers, which included a partial with elaborate ranch houses in Apple Canyon, a nearby house to the west of the ranch, and another house in Garner Valley, where friends said Lydia kept some of her horses. The trust was not recorded in that document, therefore, the inheritance remains unknown. And on the morning of June 6, 2020, Dia was captured on a ring footage delivering the cinnamon rolls to a neighbor undergoing medical treatment. This footage was released three years later on the anniversary of her disappearance. That afternoon, Dia and Keith ate lunch together at 2.30 p.m., and this was the last time that Keith would eventually see Dia. The day that they went out to lunch, Keith was doing work on the property, and Lydia and Keith had plans to go to take a trip to Colorado the next day. When he returned to the property, Dia could not be located. Keith tried calling her, but found her phone charging in their bedroom. Dia had mentioned that she was going to the lower part of the property, but when he walked around, he saw Dia's truck, which worried him because that was Dia's only mode of transportation. Dia was reported missing to the Riverside County Sheriff's Office on June 7, 2020. With the help of River Mountain Mountain Rescue Unit, authorities searched the ranch and the surrounding area. They were unable to locate Lydia, but while searching, authorities discovered a marijuana greenhouse on the property. The next day, two days after Dia's disappearance, Keith packs up his RV and drives from the ranch located in California through Arizona and goes to Aztec, New Mexico. He is gone for seven days. He tells one of Dia's friends that he has to check in with his probation officer. This statement is later determined to be inconsistent with previous testimony that Keith provided. The next day after that, authorities obtained a search warrant for the marijuana greenhouse located on the property and for Keith's RV in the RV storage facility. Investigators seized 2,389 marijuana plants and 357 pounds of processed marijuana. Authorities also seized two spent bullet casings, a tan bed sheet, a band-aid, and a piece of toilet tissue, all with possible blood on them, two handwritten letters, a Netgear router, front section, and the front section of the driver's seat was seized in the police custody as well. Additionally, police searched Keith's storage business, American Storage. According to Lydia's friend that Keith had spoken to before, Lydia was aware that the plants were being grown on the property by tenants, but wanted nothing to do with it and kept collecting the rent. The police were suspicious of Keith for leaving the midst of the search for Lydia, and foul play was suspected. 
In August of 2020, the Riverside Sheriff's Department confirmed that they are investigating the disappearance of six people, including Lydia, in and around Idlewild Pine Cove. Luckily, two of the missing people were found safely. Not long after Lydia went missing, another woman, Jody Newkirk, died on the ranch on December 23, 2021. Jody was staying at the ranch and Keith Harper again was her landlord. It is estimated that Jody started working on the ranch four months prior. Jody was also renting a property on the ranch that belonged to Lydia. Keith told police he last saw Jody going to cut down a Christmas tree on the property and was riding the ATV. Approximately a half hour later, he found Jody under the ATV. When police arrived on the scene, it was treated like a homicide. An autopsy and toxicology report would show that Jody died from a meth overdose. She had 3.5 milligrams of meth per liter of blood in her system. Jody was a longtime drug user who started at the age of 15. And regardless of this, this was a large quantity of meth in her system, even for somebody who had a history with drug use. Authorities are still unclear if Jody administered the meth herself or if somebody administered it on her behalf. While Jody's family was going through her belongings, they found a series of handwritten notes. Some of the no- these notes were dated. It is alleged that Jody and Keith may have been in a relationship. Months after Lydia's disappearance, Jody wrote a note to both Lydia and Keith. And I'm going to read this note um, that she wrote to the both of them. The note is dated September 22nd, 2021, and it reads, So even though we never met, I really feel a bond with you. I know it's very possible that you may not feel the same. You may just hate my guts, but I hope from the bottom and all of my heart that you realize that I truly have you and yours, all of your animals, friends, family, and home, possessions, and even Harper's best interests at heart. Right now, I am truly and completely screwing up my life as far as my legal, my social, my personal relationships, though it was already. And I know so far it has been a challenge to get the right people and get moving in the direction of getting out of the red. And maybe Harper can take better care of himself so he can be around here for you when you come home. I do honestly think that you you will be coming home, and I really hope that you like me. P.S. I just want to say thank you so much to you and to Harper both, because this has been a lifesaver to me. It's given me a purpose again, and I believe again. Jody's case remains open and unsolved, and foul play has not been ruled out, according to police. Where Lydia's case stands today, um, a probate judge will appoint a guardian to represent the interests of Lydia, who is still missing. In the documents, the parties involved believe Lydia is deceased, but her remains have not been located. It's going to take the invocation of higher law enforcement. I think the FBI, the Department of Justice, needs to get involved because I think it's organized crime. I really do. I think this is highly premeditated, highly coordinated, highly planned, and executed by highly skilled individuals. And that's why we aren't getting answers. And I think we won't get answers so long as we continually fall victim to a one-dimensional view of the crime. Lydia's case remains unsolved and no remains have ever been found. While Dia has not been declared 
legally deceased, court documents have suggested that is the family's belief. Lydia Abrams, also known as Dia, was 65 years old at the time of her disappearance. She is described as a white female with blonde hair, blue eyes. She is 5 feet 5 inches tall, weighs approximately 130 pounds. She has a surgical scar on her abdomen and a scar on her lower back extending from hip to hip. Her ears are pierced, and most accounts refer to her by the name of Dia. She was last seen wearing a black and turquoise windbreaker jacket, a yellow shirt, blue jeans, and four rings on her right hand. Come forward because I don't think anybody realizes the extent of the blast radius of this crime and how many people it affects. I mean, I speak to people every day, text people every day. They want updates. They want to know what's going on, what's being done. And I think they've become a little bit frustrated, more than a little bit frustrated with Riverside Sheriff's Department's lack of engagement. But I understand that they have to protect the integrity of their investigation. So I'm sympathetic to their plight. If you have any information relating to the disappearance of Lydia, please contact the Riverside County Sheriff's Office at 951-955-2450, or you can submit a tip anonymously to Crime Stoppers. You can just go to crimestoppers.com, completely anonymous, and it would really help with this investigation. Okay, so before I leave you guys today, I just wanted to do a shout out to another podcast that um, is an up and coming podcast and something that I've been really listening to. It's a true crime paranormal comedy podcast called I Utterly Can't. It is with two moms from different parts of the country and they discuss um, stories, true crime cases, paranormal encounters, horror stories, stranger danger incidents, and all other, other sorts of hilarious randomness. So go check them out to get some laughs in. All right, thanks for hanging out again today, guys. And if you like this episode and want to hear some more, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast and check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow us there to get some more and check out our website at www.darkcrossroadspodcast.com. There's a lot of extra um, content from the cases that I cover. And also you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash darkcrossroads. Any donation that comes from Patreon is going straight back into the podcast. It's helping us get new equipment with research and all other sorts of things. And with that comes exclusive content for you, promo codes for the store, and a lot of other goodies. So check it out. And um, with that said, I will hang out with you guys later. And don't forget to keep on creeping on. Curiosity Box delivers the cerebral fascination of Vsauce right to your door through engaging science toys, surprising puzzles, and books that expand our understanding of the universe. The creators worked together to create, design, and handpick each illuminating item in the Curiosity Box, including 
constructive kits, brain games, and imaginative custom t-shirts. Every quarterly delivery will turn your home into a laboratory of wonder. If you have always been curious about the world around you, then subscribe to the Curiosity Box and have access to the most popular science education network on YouTube as it energizes a community of Earth's most inquisitive minds with videos spanning science, math, and the human experience. And now all of that passion is in a box pulled out the screen and put in your hands. You can also receive monthly courses spanning popular academic disciplines to inspire and nurture the next generation of curious thinkers, innovators, and inventors. They are delivering a deeper learning experience through AR, VR, and video lessons on the MEL app. Join the curious community on their journey to explore the world, celebrate the amazing, and support brains for the future of our pale blue dot and beyond.